You're with Julian on the brown note and Corey Finley. I don't know his debut film, Thoroughbreds, from a couple of years back, but um, he made the film Bad Education and uh, did the festival circuit at the end of last year. I think that whining noise is the aircon. Did the festival circuit last year and got picked up by HBO um, this year and uh, released in April, end of April. So it won't be making its mark in the cinema, sadly. It follows a school in Long Island, New Jersey, in the town of Roslyn and Roslyn High School around the start of the 2000s. And in particular, the superintendent of the school, Dr. Frank Tassone, and his assistant superintendent, Pam Gluckin. And they were responsible for the expenditure which I was just amazed. It's like sixty million a year or something. It's a lot of money, and they led the school through a period of resurgence. And um, it's interesting to note the amount of additional artifacts go along with that. So, I think the headmaster of the school was also a real estate agent, and all him and the board at the school all made millions because. The school went up in the rankings and was vying for being number one in the whole of America as far as public schools went. And this led to all the property they owned going up in value dramatically. The whole town of Roslyn became this hotbed of exploding house prices, all based around the fact that their public school was so good. And they were responsible for a number of um, very dubious things, such as building an $8 million sky bridge in the school, so that students could walk from one end to the other. Here's where it all got very, very silly, or very dangerous, because there was a... Well, it's played here as Rachel Bargava, but I think her name in real life is actually different. I'll see if I can find it. Rebecca Rombom is a real girl. She was a student at the school, and she was working for the student newspaper, and she went to do an article on this sky bridge and no one really saw her coming. A really, really bad mistake. And she kind of didn't want to do the normal patsy journalism thing and started looking into the contracts awarded by the schools and the expenditure and why a company was getting $800,000 for photocopying and their office was somebody's flat who was connected to either Pam Gluckin or to uh, Frank Tassone, including his home address, and why Pam Gluckin, who was working in a public school system, had um, one house in the Hamptons, another four houses, and drove a very expensive car. Um, So she did an article about all of this and um, also discovered that Pam Gluckin had left the school two years previously for health reasons. Well, when we joined the film, it's... um, it's, it's an interesting set, uh, way that they've portrayed events because most of the wrongdoing in this film has already happened. And we join the film with Pam Glucking, played by Alison Janney, uh, who's very familiar to any audience, uh, major roles on television and in films. And she's got a whole family basically using credit cards connected to the school, buying absolutely anything they want. And this has been going on for a long time. And her dumb son actually ends up buying lots and lots of um, 
hardware suppliers to renovate their house and does so a long way from the school and they contact the school saying you know this is this okay it's a school credit card and they've bought thousands and thousands of dollars in five different hardware stores miles from the school and the address that it's for for home renovations is in the hamptons the most expensive real estate in probably north america so they start having a dig around and find out pam gluckin has in fact been spending an awful lot of the school's money on herself and they hugh jackman suddenly got the fear of god in him but manages to convince the entire school board that they shouldn't call the police or throw the book at her because rightly if such a scandal involved engulfed the school it would massively impact their students going to ivy league universities and it would impact the properties they all own because uh, the school would be mired in scandal and the property values would go down and they've all bought houses because the property market's been doing so well there so they've all got these investment properties so they decide to let her go with health concerns in inverted commas and the um, she has to pay back the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars they think she's stolen (laughs) like when she's sort of um, advised about how much she's stolen everyone's she's um yeah okay then (laughs) um but this annoying student won't go away and um she digs around into the whole sky bridge and the contracts and the expenditure that hugh jackman's character has been involved in over the years and he's done great for the school um and he's made the school one of the most acclaimed and successful public schools in the whole of america unfortunately he's also been spending an awful lot of money that he can't really justify and it all it's all public record so even though they've got rid of this plant pam gluckin who's um been relegated to working in a car dealership because they take a license off of her so she can no longer work in the public school system she's still got a house in the hamptons and she got off lucky then um so that's the start of the film and the rest of the film is gradually unfolds like a flower as this uh, student sort of goes from pillar to post in the pivotal moment she turns up at the address of a, a company that's responsible for printing leaflets about the school that has billed the school for nearly a million dollars every single year and um, finds out that it's um, a home address in a very nice apartment in in the middle of new york city and she bumps into hugh jackman there Um, so from that point on it's um, it's very obvious that there's an incredible amount of fraud going on at school Um, now the film itself i mean it's a simple setup and it's a true story it's um, both those characters plan gluckin and uh, frank tassone Tassone are real people and um, they were the heads of this this scandal that was the biggest and most financially huge fraud on American schools that's ever been recorded. Um, now, the film itself, is it's got a very light tone to it. Um, obviously, we're pursuing this girl's story until the point where it breaks and we already know that they all ended up in jail. Um, and it became this amazingly big scandal and it rocked the school for years and uh, both those two characters would it seemed to be the only ones that really got jail time out of it Um, but the way it unfolds is really quite nice because after half an hour I thought this is a really amiable funny film 
Um, it's 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 got a very light tone, but I'm wondering if that's going to make me annoyed at it as it progresses, and you know it's going to be a little bit in the sort of burn after reading comedic zone. But it wasn't. After that sort of opening half hour, which is done very well, and it's got a very economical script, and it's anchored by Hugh Jackman and Alison Janney, and also Ray Romano, again. Everybody Loved Raymond was uh, a, a pretty big character in Martin Scorsese's The Irishman last year, and he's turned up again as the headmaster of the school in a pretty meaty role in this one as well. He's, a re- he's actually a really good actor. Maybe he's going down the road of Steve Carroll. I wouldn't say that he's as talented as an actor as Steve Carroll because he's brilliant. Um, but he's done very well in the films that I've seen him in. Um, but after the halfway point, it seems to get a bit more deep and meaningful. It does retain the comedic edge. And interestingly, the um, the, the character that's um, named here, Rachel Bargava, is played by Geraldine Vishwanathan who's a young Australian act- actress that was the lead teenager in the movie Blockers, which I gave a really good review to. A John Cena comedy about parents trying to stop their three teenage daughters losing their virginity at a party, which is much, much better than it sounds on paper. Um, she's an Aussie. She's a, an Australian actress, so she's doing really well. Um, I mean, we, we know the setup from the start, so it's not like there's going to be a suspense story here. Um, Hugh Jackman's character is revealed to be gay and living a secret life where he tells everyone his wife died 30 years ago Um, and then he goes to Vegas and he hooks up with this guy that's an ex-student of his and apparently that angered the uh, real life Tassone because he said that never happened and he he would never ever go near an ex-student so that was like the fabricated part of the story the rest of it seems to Hugh very much towards recorded events. Um, once the story breaks, the mainstream press gets hold of it because this girl broke the story in the school newspaper. And then it was on for young and old. The FBI got involved. Uh, it was revealed that something like $13 million had been stolen from the school. And also the fact that um, both, I think, Jackman and Janney's characters ended up doing four years out of nearly... 10-year sentences in federal prisons um, for their crimes. Um, and it's, it moves through to the point where they're, they're actually in jail. Um, none of it's suspenseful because it's all known reported fact. Um, Hugh Jackman is arguably a career best in this film. He's the one that has been nominated for an Emmy Award uh, so far for Best Actor. I would say that he will be up there alongside uh, Ben Affleck, and the guy from The Five Bloods, the lead character, the only good thing about that movie for a Best Actor Oscar. Um, it's a subtle performance, and if you know Hugh Jackman, you'll know that he can do that very hard-edged Wolverine, or he can do a very light, almost musical comedy style. Here he hews closer to the latter, but it's a great performance. And the fact his character's gay is a great way of ramming home the fact that not just being gay, but in his whole life, he is pretending to be someone else. He gets faceless, he wears fancy suits, he pretends to be someone almost 24 hours a day, and that's a big part of who he is. He, he projects success, 
And he kind of rightly states once he's busted to the Ray Romano headmaster and everyone at school, you know, I had to do this. I had to project this air of being this hugely successful guy. And um, everyone did benefit from it. He robbed the taxpayer, but all of the people at the school, the students, the local community that owned homes, everyone benefited. And he took the illegal way whilst everyone else just benefited from what he was doing. Um, he's really, really strong because it's a subtle performance, and subtle performances in lightweight comedic roles are really difficult. He's got the gravity to do it here. He's a character where there's, from the outset, once Ellis and Janney's character gets busted, there's this hidden panic behind his eyes. He kind of knows that the whole world is about to collapse, and he's capable of switching into a quite vicious combative character against people that first challenge him, him about what's going on. And he even tries to put the frighteners on the young student uh, before becoming much more resigned about what's going on as well. Almost, you suspect, relieved because he's lived his waking hours as a falsehood. He's, he's been a, a false character through his whole life, not just pretending not to be gay, but even pretending not to be having an affair to his gay husband of 30 years and pretending to the school that he's this hot shot when he's really robbing them blind. Um, it's a really good film. It's um, It unfolds very well. I like the fact that it is such an easy film to watch. Alison Janney is the equal of Hugh Jackman. She's superb. And I wouldn't have minded seeing a bit more about her life as well because it's fantastic. She really does go mental robbing them. She's got five jet skis. She's got multiple homes. Uh, all her kids go to like these private schools and all her family have got credit cards that they're spending up to the eyeballs on presents for themselves that are in the school name. She actually got done for, I think, over four and a half million, whereas Hugh Jackman got done for about two and a half million. So I, I, I love the way that it unfolds. Um, it's very, I said the script's economical. It doesn't overblow a single thing. Nothing is sensational about this film at all. And when you've got such strong characters as Romano, Janney, and above all else, Jackman in these roles, and if you're a Hugh Jackman fan, you might well find yourself agreeing that it's his career best performance. You might like him as a more intense character in Logan, which would have probably been his career best performance. But this is a subtle role and they're more difficult. I feel like he would have had to have had a little bit more... It's not a role that I could imagine Hugh Jackman of, of doing 10 years ago. He wouldn't have probably had the gravity that comes with age to do it. But here, they even make him look a little bit bloated and it's a little bit less reliant on his looks and more reliant on the fact that he's someone that needs the looks and this you know, wearing makeup, having facelifts and trying to project this air of who he wants to be or not who he wants to be, but who he thinks everyone else wants him to be. Uh, and there are some really good exchanges with the parents, the very precious, annoyingly precious parents of the school that think nothing of the teachers. He, he does a few good speeches where he's very much on the teacher's side saying about how awful the parents are and how they treat them like dirt. Um, so I think this is a low-key film, but a really, really good one, and I can see it being up for a few awards. Very easy to watch. 
often very funny. Janie and Jackman are both awards-worthy in their roles. It's an interesting story as well. And it's got more guts than it appears to because it, it sort of says something about the human condition in how people will project what they want. And I, I must admit, I, I, I felt like everyone benefited from what he did. Is it wrong? He robbed a taxpayer, and when I found out that he came out of jail and due to state law was still due his $160,000 a year pension, I was actually really happy. I guess that is part of whether this kind of movie is a success. Is You really do like the guy, uh, and I really like Janny as well. There's certainly fully rounded characterizations. And I didn't think that they were awful people, even though they did awful things, which is... is is a, is a little bit manipulative, I think, because obviously they did rob the taxpayer of millions. But at the same time, I was kind of glad that he was okay. He's at, he came out of jail in 2010. He's apparently very um, happy with the film, apart from the bit about the affair with the student. He said that they did a really good job. One thing that really stuck out to me, apart from the economy of the script, was the music. Really, really good music. Uh, by Michael Abels. I'm just clicking on his name. There you go. He did the score for Get Out, which is uh, and Us as well. So he's obviously somebody that is uh, a very much up and coming guy. So I don't know the other films, but that's two good ones. And Detroit, he did as well. So he's done some big movies, but his music is almost like a very sort of low key soft version of Tom Waits's music around the era of Sawfish Trombones and uh, rain dogs and you get these motifs playing while they're talking very weirdly and it's almost like there's a phone going off in the in a room adjacent to what's happening and it it manages to signify that there is a building tension really really well it's not ordinary film music of rising and falling strings or staccato punches of strings to denote the emotion it's very imaginative and unusual in the instrumentation, and I thought it was a standout score. I hope that gets up for some awards too. So I think Bad Education isn't a film that it's um, hateable. It's not. It's not a film that anyone wouldn't like to watch. It's. It's short. It's to the point. It's very well acted, very well written and scored, and it's an interesting story and very very warmly presented. So I'm going to give Bad Education an eight and a half out of ten. Very well done. And excellent work from Hugh Jackman. This is from Nicholas Giles' first of three albums now this year, recording under the name Against All Logic. It came out in January.